also, you have champagne taste at Taco Bell. Every time I pick up the label, I'm like, oh, that's going to have to move another, you know, half a millimeter to the left. <laughs> does that, <laughs> does that happen and we don't know it? Oh, absolutely. Says a lot about me. That's why I like to party. Thanks, Mom. I, I feel like I'm the perfect amount of cool for PBR, which isn't very cool. I order a parking lot taco. Okay. Yeah. And oh, I, my God. I eat you have it. a name for it. Listen. <laughs> And I eat it before I leave the parking lot. And when I eat carrots, I actually eat the outside first because there's the, oh, the okay. core of the carrot. That's not where I thought it was I going. Know, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, where do you think it was gonna go? Here we are, P and P. We are another. Another podcast, another week, um, yeah. another collaboration. Right. We're, um, we're really on a heater here lately. Yeah, we are. It's, it's awesome. It's I think awesome. our last three episodes are all going to be about collaborations that we've done. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, quite a bit different than our last couple of collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, our first uh, true brewery collaboration with another brewery where... Um, you know, as uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit, was a collaboration. I think like 192 emails later. Yeah, uh, yeah. we finally got here. Uh, we're down on site uh, in Georgetown, Kentucky, with the Country Boy folks. Um, DH, what's going on? Welcome, <laughs> and Nathan. Hey guys. Um, and then obviously I got P and P over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, we uh we we got together. This has been over a year in the making. Yeah, longer than a year. Yeah, pre COVID in the making. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Our first, our first actual meeting about this. There you go. If you finally cracked it, you're like, all right, I'll have a beer. And then <laughs> I was waiting for the theatrics where the microphone could pick yeah. up the crack. <laughs> That's it's not my first radio. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> stick is that we crack beers as close to the microphone as we can. <laughs> also, also, according to everything Nathan has said about you, that tracks. That's exactly <laughs> right. Theatrics. A delicious Voss. Voss. Kolsch. And uh, we, start, we had our first meeting about this January 2020. Yeah. Um, we were planning to brew this beer. If I'm not mistaken, we were planning to brew March 15th, 2020, and we got shut down March 14th, 2020. Yeah. Like, or it was like March 16th. I remember, Nathan, yes. I remember you sending an email to our team, and you're like, hey, so uh, with everything going on, uh, we think it might be best if we don't brew this right now. <laughs> we're all like, oh, uh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I think not right we, now. I think we had second thoughts, like, mid-pandemic. I know we're still coming out of it, but – Mid shutdown, even like, should we have just gone ahead and done that? Because it was such a, I mean, such a time we didn't know. I, I can remember the conversation that we had internally at Country Boy of, what are we doing with this collab? Right. All the bars are shut down. We're gonna brew this beer. No one's gonna buy it. It's gonna go bad. We're gonna dump it out. Let's just let's just stop it for now. Push pause. Nate, you be the one to tell them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nate, you be the bad guy. <laughs> I mean, it was one of those situations because you know we had such a connection with Ben going back. Yeah. And then we met all you all. I had a great time, and we had this great idea for a beer, and it was like, oh, it was going to be your all's first collab, like, yeah. collab with another brewery, yeah. and then it's like, uh, uh, who's going to pop the balloon? Yeah, yeah. who's going to let the me? fan? <laughs> yeah, going back to Ben is great. I mean, it was awesome meeting you guys because of him, and he's a great dude. He's a great part of our team. Loves being a part of our production team. I wish like, I could drink a little bit more, but for for those that that 
uh, maybe are new to the podcast, go back and listen to Ben Ramsey's stories yeah. on our production team. He's like in the 30s or something. Yeah, I, it I was. Like, I have a hard time keeping up now. It was a while ago we were able to do that. Um, he drops a few good nugs about his time living in Nate and Evan's basement. Yeah, yeah, he does. So <laughs> that, he does. And then you come in with a great story of a. The mix up with getting the racks for the first time and like a, a sweaty roided out Evan, you know, basically ran you out of the building. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot we talked about that on that podcast. That's right. Yeah. So, so, uh, Nathan, uh, and your brother, Evan, mm-hmm. uh, who is, uh, not on the podcast here, but has obviously been a part of the process. Um, and then DH and Jeff, um, kind of the four of you. Uh, from from the top, right? Uh, Correct. Owning yes. the company here, um, what are what are y'all's roles here uh, at Country Boy? Besides being the face with the mullet, you can't just be that. What do you actually? I, do? I say I, I get to I get to drink and talk, which I'm very good at both. <laughs> my ti- my title is brand manager. Nice. I'm quickly giving away a lot of those responsibilities. So where I, I you know everything changed during COVID, right? So during, since then, I'm I'm basically the cheerleader. Uh, morale officer, whatever you want to say, uh, but also try to keep the voice and the culture of the brewery somewhat pointed in the singular direction of what we want to, what we want to, you know, represent in social media ether and kind of the the attitude of the tap rooms. But uh, I don't really do a whole lot of the day to day stuff anymore. <laughs> uh, luckily, we've got much more competent people uh, that we've brought on to uh, to handle that stuff. That I'm, uh, you know, almost ten years in business. You get a little bit of you know more knowledge and a little more confidence to say of what you're not good at. You know, like I think ten years ago, I'd be like, well, I can do it all, and now I'm like, man, I'm really terrible at what I'm terrible at, but I'm great at what I'm good at, and I'm not good at running the business anymore. I like to drink and talk, so that's a long way of saying I really don't do much around here anymore. <laughs> it works for you though. That's right. It that's works. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. Um, like, I do some raw material ordering. I I try to find things that are going to fall between the cracks and take on those projects. And then mainly, like, you know, we have all these employees now, and the employees work for us, but for our company to really work, and DH knows it's like, we have to work for the employees. Like, right, right. Like, I'm making sure they got new boots every year. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, okay, are you not happy? What aren't you happy about? What can we do to make your job better? Yep. So, like, that's what it kind of, not to get all serious and everything here. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really good. It's true. I mean, we talk about culture at Sondra a lot. Culture comes, you know, Danny says this a lot, culture comes from the top down. Correct. Um, and, and how you guys manage the culture from the positions you're in, as you said, almost 10 years into business, that keeps things stable and normal and moving, right? Especially coming out of what 2020 was. And I always think, you know, knowing what you're good at is really important. I also really enjoy knowing what people are passionate about. Right. So, like, the big thing for us is, like, we're hiring at a pretty staunch rate right now. And the big thing that we're asking all of our interviewees is, like, hey, what are you passionate about? And how can we make sure right. that your day-to-day is kind of fulfilling those passions? Because it's still a job, right? But if you're doing the things you're good at and the things you're passionate about, you're going to love what you do. And I, and I love getting all serious and jumping right into it. Because I'm going to come back. Don't let's forget about how we connected a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But – you know, for us, and, and Nate and I are cut from this same cloth of, of culture people that, you know, COVID showed us a lot of stuff uh, about life and business and how we're running and not to get too existential, but, like, let's have fun, right? That's like, right. that's why we got into this beer thing, and we're super blessed uh, to be able to do it. But, uh, I mean, rewind 15 years when Nate and I are just, you know, crap beer nerds. Like, this is, like, what we've done now. Like, we're living the dream, man. And yep. so... I think if we go back to that January meeting, 2020, 
which is, you know, it's kind of monotonous business. You know, we're, we're kind of just trudging through like COVID. I think we stopped at least and we're like, Hey man, like let's get back to having fun. Yep. Like that's why we got in this industry. That's what the industry is about. That's what the liquid's about. Like we want to do things to make being at the brewery coming to work fun. So that's where I think Nate and I have really focused on for our people because the people are going to, we all know that, you know, the people are going to build the brand. That's right. That's yeah. what's going to take us to the next level. We're blessed. No offense to the Sonder team because you guys are great. Uh, Chase is the most knowledgeable brewer east of the Mississippi and maybe the whole damn country. I mean, but we got the best team in the world, man. I'll yeah. put them up against anybody. And yeah. they're the hardest working team and the most positive folks. Uh, they, they love, we said Nate coined it. They work for the truck. Uh, so our job is to make sure that they love coming to work. And for the then, country, baby. For the country, man. Like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's take it to the next level, and let's have a lot of fun while we're doing it. That's why we got in this industry. Hell so yeah, man. And, yeah. And, and you saying that, I mean, you should feel that way, right? And I, I've said that on our podcast, that, that we have the best. Like, we should right. feel that. That's why we do this. I love what you just said about, about what this is all about and living the dream. I, I had a conversation recently with somebody. I think you said COVID has taught us a lot of things. It showed us a lot of things. It's revealed a lot of things. Uh, one thing I think uh, it revealed is why people do what they do. Uh, because, so you know, true. Dan- Danny talked about the passion behind it. But, but one of the things, I had a conversation with somebody back in January when we were, in, and we, we'll talk about this a little bit, but in Kentucky, y'all have been a little bit different than Ohio. Um, and, and so we're both kind of navigating different, different monsters, but the same monster at the same time. I had a conversation with somebody back in January, and in Cincinnati, um, the beer scene looks a little bit different than what it does here for y'all. Um, I think we're at um, uh, almost 60 breweries, depending on how you, how you delineate what Cincinnati is. Um, and, and we obviously, our business model was a little bit different than what a lot of them are. And, and I had somebody reach out to me, schedules a meeting, we're having beers, and he looks at me and he said, hey, I, I had somebody recently that um, wasn't happy with with our beer because he viewed us as competition and so on. And it was, it was a, I won't get too deep into it, but it was a, a conversation that made my, it made my, made me sad because I, t- I just looked at him. I said, look, man, I said, this isn't the industry we signed up for. I, I signed up for what we're doing right here. Right. And one of the reasons I'm so pumped about this being our first brewery collab is, you know, you talked about you and I kind of hitting it off. Um, I texted you later. I was like, dude, I feel like we could be like lifelong friends. Totally. Like, uh, we're cut <laughs> to get all the same super cloth. mushy. And yeah, yeah, man. But, 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 uh, I feel, uh, we're definitely very similar. Um, I think as companies, as country boy and Sonder, we run our companies very similarly, which I really appreciate. The cultures of our company is similar. You can feel it when you walk in, when you walk into this tap room, it feels like the way that, that it is at Sonder. And, and, and so I really appreciate that, but I'm happy that we get to do this right? There was never, you guys distribute, you guys distribute into Cincinnati, into Mason. We just signed up to go into Kentucky, but we can do this together. There's plenty of beer in market. There are plenty of people who want to drink both beers. It was, a, I can't remember the, the episode, but you all, you all had a podcast where somebody said that so eloquently about the Cincinnati scene. Like it was our, it was our sales rep, Wayne. And yes. Wayne said it. And he there's said a, it perfectly yes, too. There's enough great beer out there for everybody. There's That's enough right. great beer drinkers. Like we don't have to worry about getting mired in the competition stuff. I thought that was brilliantly uh, articulated. Yeah. He, he kind of spoke to, you know, we kind of, I'm sure you guys get this too. Justin and I have had this conversation. Our friends that don't work in the brewing industry, you know, they always wonder, Hey, why'd you show up at Mad Tree? Like I thought they were competition. I was like, no, 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 man. Like 
you know, 70% of beer drank is macro beer. When you look at tap lists, like 80% of tap lists are Bud Light, Budweiser, Coors Light, you name it. Once all of those are all craft, then we can have the conversation about us being competition. Right. right. I think that's why culture is so important to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and Nate want to be positive and we don't want to like single out anybody that may be a giant in the craft beer industry that's a big jerk. But like, there's some of them out there. You know what I mean? There and are some out and there, and their brands are yeah. struggling now. And like, we've there's been a lot of press about it lately. And Nate and I were talking the other day. We got the team together in the back. I think drinking beers and being like, well, at some point in time, that's where the culture permeates, and the culture is why some of those mass market beer drinkers kind of venture over. Maybe, maybe they're not lured by the taste or the or the full flavoredness or the passion that goes into some of the craft. Maybe they're just lured into craft by the culture of the brewery, and they like yeah. that. And then from that, then they develop a taste to get into it. You know. Oh, and, and I, by the way, I think that stuff translates to the liquid and to the branding and to the marketing and to the sales tactics and whatnot. Like a good culture goes way past like just your employees enjoying the beer. Like your consumers end up loving that too. And right. I think to your point, like that brings people in and the more we can do that, the more we can win. You can't, I was like, you can't really fake the passion. That's yeah. right. And I'm just, I, I had one of those like uh, moments this morning. So I was, I was texting with my buddy Seth who owns a bar downtown because he texted me this, something really stupid last night. So, so basically, this is how it went. It went down. Last night, at like 11, after i gone to sleep, he sent me a text that just said, whiz bang bang, question mark. <laughs> so I'm like, so. Is that a different language? No, so this morning, different? I was like, hey, man, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, hey, if you guys don't name a beer whiz bang bang, question mark, you've done it wrong. So, so then... um. He, he texted back and said, oh, right, I got a little uh, toasty last night at Wiseacre Kentucky kickoff party at Owls. I think that came from something uh, Mason Forsyth was saying. And Mason's another friend of ours. But my first thought, right, he's like, I was like, Wiseacre's in Kentucky? And they're, and they're coming in our same distributor? And normally you'd be like, competition, I'm going to squeeze. Uh, but, yeah. like, dude, I love Tiny Bomb, and I love Gotta Get Up. Yeah. And I've yeah. only ever, ever drank them in Nashville, you know. So yeah. I'm like. I can get Wiseacre in Lexington. Woo! Exactly. You know what I mean? And then and just that yep. feeling that that was my first feeling, not the whole, like, uh, our distributors picking up other brands. You know, right. like, right. That, that's passion. That's right. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Good segue into what I wanted to touch on. I can remember, and I've, I've been sitting on this one, I can remember we were in the offices in Lexington when we had our uh, shipping container offices inside of an old warehouse across the street from the brewery, and I think it was a Facebook article or something that my buddy Tony, who lives in Hamilton, sent me. And it was like, hey, have you seen this new brewery coming to Ohio? And I think it was a rendering of your all's brewery. Okay. And at that point in time, what would that have been? 2017, probably. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, those kind of breweries out of the gate weren't common. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of the super small startups and everything else. But I can remember being like, whoa. Who the heck are these Sonder guys? This place is like, they know architects and they can do renderings. This is sweet. The building looks awesome. And, you know, the kind of, there's a buzz, maybe a little more then than there is now, just about new breweries popping up. Yeah. So your guys' name was always in the back of our, you know, we talked about it here at the brewery. Have you seen the Sonder place is coming? Mm. You know, fast forward a little bit, my buddy Tony was like, hey, dude, I've been to this place. It's pretty close to my house. They make really, really good beer. You know, we signed with uh, Ohio Eagle for distributing up your way and, you know, your name comes up again, and Devin, who's the president and co-owner of that uh, distributorship, awesome guy. Friend, friend of both of ours. Right. He's yeah, yeah. like, hey, have you met the Sonder guys yet? And I'm like, no, but I've heard a lot about it. Oh, listen, he, and, you know, like can understand, like, Devin's cut from the same cloth, too. 
There it is. <laughs> done. Well done. Uh, and he's like, hey, uh, like you guys, your your brewery would really track, you know, with with the guys there, and I think you all would need need to meet. <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> and uh. It's so, like, you know, he put us together, and I can remember meeting for the first time, and, you know, Devin being like, hey, I just go to that spot because I'm a beer nerd, and I wait in line for their releases. I'm like, he man. does, too. Like, Shout out to Devin Duggar. Right. He does. And I'm like, dude, you can pull strings, man. Come on. Like, no, I, because he, he cares that much about the brand. He wants to show you guys that, but him putting us together, and I can remember almost one of those weird, you know, the bromance thing. Like, when we met, like, ah, man, this is so refreshing. Yeah. And I, and I crave it even more now with, with the, what COVID's done where we can't, have that interaction because you know Nate and I were talking about this the other day. It's been a long time since we got to do brewery interaction with other yeah. brewers and go to right. tours and things. But it's honestly, you know, Sam, we all know, said, you know, the crap your industry is 99% asshole free, don't we? The 1%. And, you know, I hope, I don't want to spread negativity, but I feel like the 99%'s gone to like 75%. For man. sure. And I think there's a whole lot less, you know, people that are in it for the right reasons and just cool folks than there used to be. And so meeting you guys. And when you came down and, you know, we're sitting in the back, we solidify everything with your team and everybody. I'm like, oh, man, these guys are the – this is the real deal. These are the folks that started it for the right reasons. They're very similar to us. And so I say all that to say as we open the podcast, this is, this is, this is what we got in the industry for. Yeah, when when right. we started Country Boy in 2012 after, you know, getting together with, the, with our other two partners and talking about it, with Nate and I kind of birthing the dream in Japan, like this moment – Right here is why we said we want to dedicate our lives to the perfection of beer. Hell yeah, man. For this. Same, same here. Same here. I appreciate you saying that. That's exactly right. When we, uh, are, you, are you talking about the night when we were supposed to leave by 3 o'clock and we were here till 8 o'clock? Yeah. Like, Justin, what time you got to be out here? Uh, I've got, I got to get out of here by like 3 and like 6.45. I'm like, dude, I think we missed it. <laughs> Chase and I, luckily, I mean, so Ben drove us home that night. Thank God he was sober. <laughs> Like Justin Chase and I were joking. I was like, "Dude, we won more at our way into five be- into five more hours of drinking." <laughs> we're, like, we're like, "Yeah, it's three o'clock. We'll do one more. Like ten I, one mores away." And I it's could 8 have PM. easily stayed until y'all closed your doors that <laughs> right. night. It's funny on the way down here today. Danny was like, "All right, hey, if we can like, so we have a bunch of media tomorrow for for uh, the Kings Island beer, and we we're on our way, so we have to be there." Congrats, early. by the way. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Uh, we were on our way down here. Danny goes, we cannot one more our way till 8 o'clock today. We cannot do that. I was like, I, was like, I don't know. I was like, I think we're good. Uh, you know, hey, DH has got to be out soon, so that, that'll keep us. I, I got to tell a quick story, and then we'll get into the beer itself. We'll get into folklore. But, but the, this is one of my favorite stories. We were down here for brew day of the collab. Nathan, you're walking us around, and I was like, where's DH? I haven't, I haven't seen him. And you're like, well, there's no cameras. He'll be here soon. Anytime there's a camera, that's a fact. He'll be here. And I was, I was like, oh, I thought, I thought you were like kind of, you know, just poking fun, which you were. But then you're like, no, no, he he does a great job of being kind of the face, which is great because Evan and I don't don't need to or care to as much as DH does, and he does a great job of it. And I shit you not, I shit you not. We were we were sitting here, and Danny goes, "We should probably get a team of the entire or a photo of the entire team." Well, because I think Nathan was Nathan had to run out to a meeting or something. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, he hey, had before, to leave before Nathan leaves. Let's grab a picture. DH comes storming. I in. mean, dude, I hadn't <laughs> seen you all day, and the minute it was, we need a photo of both teams. It was like you just like appeared out of thin air. Like, does somebody say photo? I'm in. Where I, are had, we? I had just pulled in from Lexington, where I'd been all morning. I get out of the truck and I walk in, and I think I heard you say something about yep. a picture. And I'm like, let me adjust my buttons. 
Can I be in the middle I'm here of the, for the photo? photo op? How's my shirt look? I, have, I just have an uncanny ability to to uh, to gravitate to where the uh, accolades are given out or pictures or video being taken. Hey, or man, that's a special skill. Or one more. So accolades given out, pictures being taken, or work just being finished. Oh, that's why the. the they call me the blister because I show up as soon as the work's done. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's right. Dude, That's I, pretty good. That brew day was so much fun. Like, we joked about, like, one mooring our way into five hours of drinking. It's because we were having such a great time. Like, we ended up, like, pulling a bunch of tables together, and all the production and bar crew, like, when they were done, ended up joining us, too. And I hadn't been down here, so I was meeting everyone for the first time. And you ended up being here for ten hours, seven, yeah. like, nine or ten hours, and it was just a great day. Was, drinking super and not to premiums. keep bringing it back to COVID and stuff, but our team – craves that interaction yeah. for sure you know i mean i think we took a lot for granted and you know not to get too spiritual and existential with stuff but like let's look at the the good that we that comes out of any situation like i take so much more time to kind of stop in the moment and be like okay rewind this time last year where yeah. there was nobody in That's here right. we couldn't see anybody there was kind of this like even on a sunny day a hint of like doom and gloom you know yep. it's kind of creeping in all around us and so for that one moment like our team's I mean, Number one, we're still beer nerds. Right. And for you guys to come down, our team loves your guys' beer. So there's still a little bit of that cool factor of like, oh, we're hanging out with the Sonder guys. But then add That's to mutual, that. That's mutual, by the way. That's how we felt hanging yeah, out with yeah. y'all, yeah. yeah. Add to that the fact that like we've, we've been craving this interaction. And then on top of that, to put a nice cherry on it, it's cool people you're hanging out with. Yep. That once you make a connection, you would probably still be friends with them outside of the industry. Exactly. It just it, it, it totally works, and that's that's why that day was so special. That yeah. brew day was one of my favorite days. I've been with Sonder for Same. two and a half years. It's one of my favorite days I've ever had. It was Same. just a blast, and it, it was. I joke about it all the time. Like it was a day that didn't feel like work. Yeah. Like we were just hanging out, having beers, and you know, coming up with a cool idea. I, I for I, I feel really bad. Uh, I really enjoyed when the brewer, the guy who was actually making the beer all day, was able to be done and come hang out with us. Like, this is the dude that was actually making this beer all day. We're joking around, like, drinking beers, walking around, getting tours and stuff like that. Him being able to sit down with us and kind of – him and Chase talked for a while, which was really cool. What's his name again? Keenan. Keenan, thank you. Keenan was great. And I called was... him Keegan four or five times, and so when I found out it was Keenan, I felt bad about <laughs> I mean, that. He's too nice to tell you. <laughs> exactly. He's from Canada. Of course right. he's too nice. I mean, Keenan. Keenan's done a great job for us, and my favorite moment about that is we're sitting down, and you know, everybody's drinking beers, and the, and the brewery is just noise, right? Yeah. Like white noise at that point. So we kind of everybody's just kind of yelling over everything. So Keenan gets up and stops the pump on the hot liquor tank, <laughs> and Chase is like, "God, thank God, that thing's been cavitating for the last two hours, man! Like just loud, noisy." And you look at Keenan, Keenan's like the heck did this guy just say <laughs> so i'm sitting there and like i know cavitation because i'm a big like hunt for red october movie, like submarine movie and like i'm a boat guy okay right? and so you know pause come back to that cavitation chase is such an asset to the sonder team for sure like yeah. i'm not a brewer full disclosure you know yes i homebrewed i'm you know, Nate could teach me how to do Keenan guys could teach me how to do some stuff, but it's not my passion. It never was. Right. Even when we were home brewing. I'm not a brewer, but through, you know, beer's taking us a lot of places. I've got to meet a lot of cool brewers. A lot of people that are super knowledgeable in the industry. Uh, there's a lot of them in Kentucky. There's a lot of them in the area. I don't know of many people that know more about the ins and outs of complex brewing stuff than Chase. Oh, I mean, for sure. He's probably, I'm sure Chase has forgotten more than I know about it. I, I said, but, I said to the team back here the other day, I was like, People that I met that know more than Chase, maybe John Mallett, maybe. Yeah. 
well, from you know what I mean, and that's a maybe. Yeah. Like so, anyway, this dude knows. Back to passion, he's passionate, about right? It. Okay, and you know, just uh, such a good dude. So he says, cavitation. Kenny kind of looks at him with that look, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not Canadian. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so I'm like, cavitation, man. You know, like boiling without heat, right? Because in the boat world, you know, you're yeah. props spinning too fast. And Chase looks at me and's like. He does know something. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, that sparks something. And so Keenan's like, because he's a sponge, man. He wants to learn. So he's like, hey, show me what you're t-. So anyway, they get up. They're gone for, what, two hours? They the walked time around for a around, long time. And, and yeah. They, yeah. You, yeah. Ask, you ask Keenan, that's one of his favorite days. Nice. Uh, that's cool. Of that's just kind of walking around. Because then I think once Chase was going, like Keenan was pointing around, like, hey, what's your opinion of this? I think this. What do you think? Well, I, I agree or I don't agree. And sometimes it's just great to meet people to learn from or even to affirm what we know is correct. That's right. And that was an awesome part of that day, oh, too. Well, yes, well I'll say, speaking of Chase, I just the first time I met Chase, and I'll show him around this brew system back here. Like, we walk under it where you can – it's like the pump that runs the um, – um, the boil kettle, like, you know, for the recirc. And it's just, you know, it's a big friston pump, you know, made up in Wisconsin. And, like, Chase sees that friston. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> Look at that pump. What diameter is that? <laughs> and he's like, he's, like talking about, he's talking about his, his love of fristons and stuff, and friston pumps and everything. And then, I, I mean, he's talking to me. I mean, I, I'm not a car guy, right? Yeah. But he's ta- he's like a car, you know, a car. He's that's a, right. He's the, a friston pump. The car guy, guy yeah, version of right. a brewer. <laughs> and, and so I was telling about this um, old Friston pump that we got when we first opened that had come from the pharmaceutical industry in the 80s, and it didn't work. We ended up scrapping about Speaking of boat anchors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of boat anchors, I saved some parts of it. I saved the impeller from it, right? And it's got this crazy-looking impeller. It's just a really cool piece of stainless, so I just like, I like how it looks. Originally, I was going to make like a spinner necklace out of it, but it's too heavy. Give me, like, back pain. But, <laughs> He's not lying either. Yeah, it's, so anyway... Just knowing that he was in a Fristums, I snapped a picture of it when I found that piece, and I sent it to Chase, and he was, his response was, oh, man, I bet that thing used to shred back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. We're talking about, like, we're talking about, like pumps here, okay? Right. Like, Fristum pumps. <laughs> the two things that always amaze me about Chase is, like, his, it's like a light switch, man. Like, oh, yeah. He is, like, this goofy, fun guy that can talk to you about anything, and he's a he's a blast at parties, and he loves hosting people. And but like that light switch of brewing comes on, and he's all of a sudden like the smartest dude you've ever met in the entire world, and will like talk to you about anything. And he has this amazing ability to you know teach and convey knowledge. And I think that's why you know he's an incredible leader of our production team. And it's really cool to hear that Keenan enjoyed his time with Chase because I think that can be daunting sometimes as someone that doesn't know a whole lot about brewing either. I love learning from Chase, but sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, this is a, like like information overload type stuff. I'm trying to compute and you know learn, and so I don't have to ask questions and stuff like that. So hearing that Chase and Keenan had an awesome time walking around, you know, talking about brewing beer is really really cool. You, you keep is it Keenan or Keegan? Keenan. How many beers have we had? <laughs> I I, you keep it's saying Keenan, Keenan right? and I don't know if it's Keegan or Keenan. No, Keenan. I, I'm saying Keenan. Keenan. I can't remember now. What? Keenan. 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 Dang it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Keenan. <laughs> you said it twice in both times. We, can, yeah, we like, can't let him listen to this podcast. I, I feel bad already. I don't want this to be like a total like love fest, but like that, <laughs> Chase is, in, is in just another piece of, let's try to say this the most PC way possible. There's a lot of breweries out there now. Yeah. When we got open in 2012, there were less than 2,400, I think. It was, it was coming quick. It's almost right? 8,000 now. Right. I, I mean, that, that, that trajectory was going, and, and we kind of got in the middle of that. But there's a lot of breweries out there, which means that the people that are passionate about making craft beer are spread 
thinner over mm-hmm. a wider swath of places to be employed rather mm-hmm. than a more narrow cast, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's rare to find or to meet, and this is, I say it's not disparaging against any of the other craft breweries that we know, but I guess it is. It's rare to meet one brewery that makes great beer that has awesome people in place all throughout the different positions and all the way down. Yeah, because thanks, a lot man. of times now, those people are spread out over different spots. And so there's, you know, there's a bad apple, there's a turd in there for some, for some of it. It, it, Not necessarily, that's not a negative on that person, but that's any any company, right? And it, and it definitely, it definitely filtrates in. You all have a stellar team. Thank you. And I agree. The fun back to, back to my thing of like post COVID or coming out of COVID, let's, let's really get back to what it's about. You all give us hope or me hope anyway. And I'm sure I can speak for Nate with this too, that, this is what the industry is about, and we're I, back because we've lost a lot. I agree. I have a really cool – we'll talk about it off air. I have a really cool um, uh, retreat idea with your team and our team. Um, let's do it. Team team versus team. So uh, oh. Let's do it. We're, we're going to have some fun with this. My brewery can whoop your brewery. <laughs> Just going to say it. You name it, we'll be there. <laughs> you do have a Canadian on your team, so you're the nicest. You're I the, will say I won't name the other Cincinnati brewery, but we did an event in Indianapolis – where it was a ping pong tournament, country boy versus unnamed brewery. You got one point for every ping pong match that you won. Okay. And one point for every beer that was drank. Oh boy. Right. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not terrible at ping pong, but I'm not really good either. <laughs> and this brewery brings these two dudes. Like they got their own paddles. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Would you find pong ringers? Where'd you find thing? Where'd you find these guys? You know what I mean? Like they got they got their own paddles. They show up and they just Wipe the floor with us. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> I might have got a couple points in or whatever. We're, I mean, so we do what we do. Well, I could cancel out every game I lost with a beer that I drank. <laughs> so anyway, it's like neck and neck and end up uh, our partner Jeff is driving Sinkhorn and I back that night. A couple other team was staying up there. So he's like, all right, boys, you know, you got to turn it off. I'm driving back. He's like, you know, y'all, you can drink as much as you want. You're, we're, getting, we're being safe going home, but I don't want to stop every 10 minutes for y'all to pull over the side of the road and take a pee. And I remember Jeff looking at the guys in the brewery and was like, listen, boys, I'm doing y'all a favor. They haven't got started yet. <laughs> so I said, if it's a beer drinking competition, I'll put our team up there. That's Intellect or more of like athletic skills, you got to speak. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the beer itself. Yeah. Um, so It's uh, fantastic. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, we we uh, I think we landed on folklore is the mm-hmm. name yeah, yeah. Um, a great marriage of both of our brands that's right I completely agree yeah um, and we we still landed on this style back in January yeah uh, and then later brewed it um, but uh, it is so Nathan I'll let you kind of talk about the ins and outs of it a little bit but what it is is a marriage between um, in my opinion uh, you know my fa- my favorite brown ale that I drink ever is shotgun wedding. Um, and that's a, that's a true story. That's, uh, pretty much the, I don't drink that style very much. Uh, but if it's on, I drink it. Um, love that beer. And what we did was, uh, from my perspective, um, it's a really good, it's a really good marriage of, of a beer that you guys do really well already. It's a new recipe. It's a completely Mm -hmm. new recipe. Uh, but it's something that our team loved that you guys do. Um, something that we do well is our coffee in-house, so we added that, um, and then kind of uh, turned it up a little bit, right? Um, Sorry, I, tur- I, turned, I turned the music on, I'll turn it down. Was that you that did that? Yeah, the bar's open now. Literally right in the middle of me talking, you turned on the music. You're, you controlled it, and you did it while I was talking. 
I was trying to turn the TV on, but I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> um, I told you I'm not good at it. Sorry to derail you. <laughs> so, Nathan, if you don't mind, maybe you could dive in a little bit here on what, you know, and this was, this was you know, kind of you and Chase from the top down kind of planning yeah. what the beer was going to be. Like, we wanted to involve coffee. Yep. But we didn't want to make it just a straight, like, coffee beer. So we kind of settled on the idea of doing, like, you know, you go uh, – to a gas station and get yourself one of those like sixteen ounce Starbucks, yeah, like uh, latte, frappuccino yeah, frappuccino yeah, in a can. Yeah. And so the, our d- idea was to make a porter, but make it like that. Okay, you know, so we had the the grain base, um, and that was that, that was a collaboration because like we've never used pale chocolate, and so par- all the way down, Saunders loves pale chocolate. We do, we do, yeah, <laughs> we, we do. So, um, so all the way down to what grains were being used was part of this collaboration. I think that's really important for people to know. This wasn't just, hey, take Shotgun Wedding, we'll add some of our coffee. This was a new recipe that we collaborated with y'all on grains that were being used. You know, one of my favorite things about Brew Day was how passionate you were, Nathan, about the vanilla beans we were going to use. I challenge anyone in the tri-state area. Come on, bring it on. Your, your vanilla bean knowledge. I live this shit. I've lived this shit for like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, a decade now. Like, oh my, I, I don't sleep at night because of vanilla beans sometimes. We, we left here that day and Chase goes, I've never met anyone in my life who's more passionate about vanilla beans. That is an absolute <laughs> fact. I'll put it out in the tri-state area. If there's anybody out there outside of somebody in Madagascar growing on it knows more about vanilla beans than my partner Nate, bring it on. Oh man! So, so what we landed on uh, with vanilla beans was what? Yeah. So, when you think of vanilla, you're thinking of bourbon vanilla. It is the planifolia variety of the bean. Most of them are grown in Madagascar, but they also grow them in some other countries. But it is the planifolia type bean, right? Okay. That is your bourbon vanilla. That's your like the you know vanillin when they, when they make the the fake imitation extract. It's a vanillin. Okay. Right. There's another type of bean that we use to a smaller percentage of. It's your Tahiti style. It originated in Tahiti, but they also grow in a couple other countries. That vanilla bean looks just like the other vanilla bean. However, it pushes flavors of, I think, like uh, toasted marshmallow, dried mm. cherry. Uh, yep. Just yep. kind of in this other realm. Like when you smell it, you don't necessarily think vanilla, but it is delicious. It's, it's almost more like coffee-esque. You know, some of the same flavors you get from roasted coffee. Okay. And so when we're building this beer... You know, we're like, okay, let's. We want to do some stuff we've never done before. Because what's the point of a collaboration unless you're like, you know, you're, agree. you're in, you're like, you're you're going into the dark. You don't know. You know, you're shining the flashlight into a cavern you've never been in. So that was kind of the idea, right? You know, we use the coffee. So basically, we use coffee from you all that we've never done before. And I met that dude the other day, and you know, it's it's actually the first Stephen time. Stephen Huff, yeah, yeah. I'd never I'd never had um the Sumatran. It's a Sumatran, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. he he like medium roasted. He, yeah, he does like a light to medium roast in Sumatra. Yeah, I've only ever had like you know Starbucks okay. Sumatran burnt to a crisp. Yeah, right. And then um, uh, Nate's coffee, who we usually use coffee from, he does a dark roast Sumatra. Okay. Um, so like when I first tried that, it's like, whoa, earth, those yeah, earth yeah, in my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Those, you're right. You're right. Those script guys do an awesome job. They, they do. Have, they have eight varietals now, which is crazy to me. And 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 what's awesome is it was it was you know to the point of all of this conversation of a collaboration is that was roasted the night before. And then Steven and Luke, um, our head brewer drove that down the next day. Yeah. And, and that was something else. That, that was, I mean, that's super cool. It was right? totally new to us because like we, 
I've always kind of deferred to uh, Nate Polly, who owns Nate's Coffee, and let it degas, right? Yeah, he he doesn't even he won't even give the coffee to us till it degasses because he's very that's just how he does things. Mm-hmm. And then talking to your all's team, they're like, no, no, we let it degas in the beer. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like I'm cool. Yeah, let's do it. It's the collaboration, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's also like. I want to go back behind the curtain a little bit for the folks that are listening. That like, what are they talking about with collabs? Like, maybe tell on the brewing industry a little yeah. bit. Like, a lot of collabs would be construed or constructed in the way of like, hey, maybe me and you get together. Like, hey, dude, like, let's do a collab beer. Yeah, what right. are we gonna do? I got let's this sweet. Some, I got this sweet some, name. Yeah, let's yeah. throw yeah. some adjuncts in a beer that one of us already does. Right. We'll just we'll just uh, slap both of our breweries on it, and it's hashtag marketing. Right. I'm I'm not coming. Yeah. Right, like we won't yeah. actually get together. Yeah. There's no real conversation about e- even the recipe of it outside of you know we'll we'll pull the marketing folks in and yeah. say what looks good, and then I think normally what happens is, hey, Sonder guys, they got a killer name, they got an awesome tap room, they're crushing it in Ohio. Maybe we can hitch our mm-hmm. wagon to their thing. And, I'm glad you brought this up. And, and, You're so right. And pe- people up there, Sonder will bless us. And the Sonder fans then will know that Country Boy is cool. And it's almost like, you know, you want to punch up a little bit to get that collab that's a little bit above you to give you some street cred coming to a new area and that kind of thing. And marketing is probably tainted what the collab started out to be. Yep. And so that, to the listener out there, like, a lot of the collabs, spoiler alert, that you're going to drink are probably that. That's but right. There's a reason that the marketing teams have got together. And not to say I'm a marketing guy, not to say that's bad. That's, that's still cool and that's yeah. awesome. But there's value to it. This beer is something totally different. I agree. And this is, the, in my opinion, the true spirit of what we're trying to do. is like what Nate's talking about with, I, I don't think there are people out there at a lot of breweries that have his and your guys' view of the, the light in the cavern is, is, a, is an awesome way to say it. Right? Yeah, like, absolutely. If we can't learn something new in this, like, absolutely. You know, the marketing money is wasted anyway. Like, let's learn something from it at the same yeah. time, have fun, and then we'll gain so much more of that out of this collab than we ever would have by just saying, hey, let's, you got a beer, let's blend it together, sell it out there, and maybe it'll, there's a bar that thinks we're cool, and now we get on tap. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I, uh, my favorite part about that, I'm glad we got to talk about it because my favorite part about that is we truly married. Uh, passions from both places into what this beer is. Yeah. So, I, so Nate, you kind of you threw this out there. I think it was you in in one of the hundred plus emails we. Yeah, had. we weren't joking about a two hundred. No, that's a email. That, that's, that's, like, that's a real that, thing. It was everything from the recipe <laughs> to the label to, to the, the packaging. Day. Yeah, you name it. it. It was in one email. Thread. It was. I love our dedication to this said email thread. <laughs> uh, I think you were the one that threw out putting them in stovepipes, right? Nineteen point two ounce cans. Well. Yes, I was, but that's kind of mainly because of the pandemic. Okay. okay. I mean, it was, it was one of those things like we're, we're sitting there. There's a can shortage going on right now. Absolutely. I mean, if you're listening yep. to this, you're, you're yeah, about the they, beer industry, you yep. know it. Uh, there's been articles about it. So we've ba- we were basically, you know, we got some 16 ounces. We're talking about putting in 16s. And then all of a sudden we got told, like, we're not getting any more for the rest of the year. Yep. And we've got some brands that already go to the distro in 16s. So we're like. We got nineteen twos. Put nineteen twos. I love it because we've been we've been talking about it about about putting beer in. So so well, maybe I'll, for those listening, they're nicknamed stovepipes. They're nineteen point right. two ounce. Let me also cans. put a country boy spin on that one too. To love it, know, fuller say better. Not to better say what Nate's trying to say, but or fuller say it's he's okay. he's uh he's being too kind. The other thing is like we got a whole we got a big load of nineteen point two cans in, and so for us it was like hey our new canning line will do them, but we haven't done anything with them yet. So. 
Let's put it nineteen point two. So there wasn't a lot of marketing behind it, other than like, "Hey, it's supposed to do them. Let's see if it'll do them." That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. and I want to drink a big tall can. I do too. Like, Dude, I want especially this beer because it does feel like what you were talking about, Nathan. Like, it does feel like going into a gas station and getting a latte. That, that yeah. was the point. That was when I, when we were talking. Um, names escaping me. Jen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Jen with, with the design. That's we were just doing the design with her. Like. Yeah. Latte in a can. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that he had, even with the alcohol, like, we don't want to make it too high. We want to make it, it's going to be a 19 2, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get this guy between 6, 6.5. We don't want the alcohol to overcap, like, the creaminess, you know, like the whole yeah. latte mm-hmm. feel of it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, basically every aspect of this beer, from, like, uh, packaging, all the ingredients, like, everything is literally, like, new territory. But yeah. that's that's what makes it a great collab. That's right. Yeah. I completely agree. It's what, it's what we were seeking for as well. And it turned out great. The beer's phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I want to throw a stovepipe in a brown bag so badly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just for, like, the experience purposes. The problem is I've got to up my koozie game now because mm. none of my, like, favorite tried I mean, you true... guys sell everything. Do no, you, you sell just... a 19.2 koozie? <laughs> I'm going to have to get the marketing team on that. <laughs> <laughs> All you do is cut the bottom out of another koozie. Dude, Brilliant. Like, He's on it. Yeah, put him Next together. level. Yeah. I love a good yes. koozie, man. My boy's I wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> this beer will be available um, at the brewery in draft and in 19.2 stovepipes. Yeah. Um, it will be in Ohio uh, pretty broadly um, through uh, Ohio Eagle, through Devin's company, uh, distribution yes, company. absolutely. Um, in Kentucky, will it be pretty widely available, or should, should consumers come here to get it? What, what's the, what are we thinking? We that? are sending some to northern Kentucky. Uh, I think maybe it's probably the only market that's getting it, maybe a mm. little bit here in central Kentucky. We'll obviously we'll have it on tap and, and a package of both tap rooms. Yeah, and, um, and stay tuned. Um, we will definitely be announcing, as it's released, we'll definitely be announcing some, um, some tap parties, releases, uh, joint stuff. I want to have some fun with it. Be, uh, back, back to the theme, 2021, right. man. That's, that's right, man. Let's yeah. have fun. Chase always says, back to Chase a little bit, he always says, and he's so right, uh, humans are made for community, man. We weren't, we, weren't, we weren't made to recluse in and be stuck in our homes, man. It's just not, it's not how we were designed. And... Not to, again, take us on a different tangent. Yeah. That's why we got into beer. That's right. Because that's what beer that's exactly is. Right. And that's what we want a country war to be. And I, f- and I feel that that's what you wanted Sonder to be. Yep. Is, you know, we, we love, and that's what we've lost a little bit. And I think I want to get that back. And I think, you know, and this is maybe a, a topic for another podcast. I think craft beer's lost some steam in the community aspect of it, at least pre-pandemic even. Yeah. I think we started turning into more beverage companies than craft breweries. And not that that's a bad thing for the business side of it, but for the mental and for the culture thing, I think that kind of permeated a little bit. And we were losing a little bit of the yeah. camaraderie that we had. Like, there's not a lot of rock stars in the brewery anymore, right. in the brewing world anymore. Like, they've right. all gotten old. No offense to you old guys out there. But, you know, like they've, they've kind of gone on. But you're there's old. Not a, there's, not, there's, yeah. not a lot of, there's not a lot of new up-and-coming folks with those big, you know, yeah. personalities and existential, you know, just yep. embodiments of the breweries out there that are – showing like I am the physical representation of what this liquid is that my company produces. I agree. And I hope COVID has taught us a lot back to that again, but coming out of that, like let's get the brewing world back to that. Yeah. I actually like, like what you said there. Like you're the physical representation of what this liquid this brewery produces because I just no one has say that. I say, <laughs> no one has drank more than me. Like, oh, I literally <laughs> you in a different way than I was going with it. Both are, both are true. But I, but I really mean, and again, I'm not trying to be hokey. 
that's why the community aspect of it, I totally agree. We were designed yeah. you know, from, from birth to be with other people. Like yeah. that's, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, and beer, what other way to, better way to do that than what we, the industry that we're in, like beer brings folks together. Sure. I know we got to be cognizant and talk about the, the dark side of you know, our industry and their, and, and, not everyone has the view that I have of alcohol. Not everyone's children have the view that my children do. Like beer is just beer's awesome because that's what daddy does and that's what he yeah. makes. Yeah, same in my house. Be be aware that there's people that don't view it that way, but also like what better community, yeah. you know, creating liquid is there than a nice beer? And oh. that's why we're in this. Yeah, um uh DH's daughter Sawchan was born what, two weeks before we opened Lexington? She's about a month older than our yeah. our, our hard open date, but about two weeks before soft, yes. So I, I just remember Growing up with her there, and she pulls the green tap for daddy. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she knows the green tap is what if you the pull Kentucky for daddy. ABC's yeah. listening. She has never actually poured me a beer, <laughs> but she she just wanted to. Yeah, she's not star trained, nor is she twenty. What's the, uh, what's the green tap? Is that key lime cougar bait? That's Cliff Jumper, man. Back in the day. Uh, okay, right. yeah. back in the a, day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've been new tap I've been slugging uh, lime cougar baits. Oh yeah. Ooh. It's, those things are gas. That's man. that's summer beer, man. Ooh, summer beer so is good. best. I think a lot of those. I think a lot of lime flavoring in beer is not good. I'm I'm the dude that puts limes into regular lagers, not with. You like, squeeze the lime juice, so you don't throw the lime in, right? Yeah, both whole thing. Put it yeah. all in. Make all sure you of wash it. that lime, bro. Piss and all. Yeah. I'm team no wash, man. There's alcohol in there. <laughs> we yeah. It cleans it. Yeah. You know. So if you're worried about, let, let's stop here. <laughs> said, dude, hey, I, if hey, you're worried if about dirty wines, right, we have bigger issues. Back bro. in college, back in college, I served for a long time. You know, I don't Garden. need to know this. I don't need to know this. I don't. And need I'm just to saying, the there's stories. a lot of hands touching the limes before they got put in the drink. Uh, all right, yeah, at here, Olive here. Garden. <laughs> Come on, exactly. No, hold yes, on. It's not here. Yeah. Listener, not here they're not. But I don't know what Danny, where Danny likes his limes. Listener, <laughs> let me break it down for you. Trust DH. I'm speaking the truth to you. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be, on the outside of your lime, stay home, man. <laughs> stay home. Just, hey, now, hold hey, on. Now, don't, let me have this. Cheers guys. to that. I can get you that. I can get behind that. Hold on. Let, let, me, let me just, listener, let me get you here a little bit. If you've ever been in a commercial restaurant kitchen, you know the least of your worries <laughs> is the grime on the outside of the lime or lime. <laughs> Right, That's and, I'm, and I'm saying the places that have the 100. I know you're out there. Well, this place that I go has a 100, percent they get a solid A from the health department. Listen, I, and I, I've got this rehearsed. I'm on. I'm on a bit right now that I do for my mother all the time. The silverware. I'm on a bit with. My you know what they do when they when they open up when they open up the dishwasher and there's still chunks of ranch and cheese on that silverware. You know what they do with it? They just shut it again and they run another cycle. And it comes out clean. Now, how do they know it's clean? Do they culture it up in the lab like we do here and the guys at Sonder do and they know that there's no bacteria on it? No. If it doesn't have the cheese caked on it anymore, listener, it's clean. It gets wrapped in a napkin, which is also not sterilized, by hand, no gloves on, sat in a bus tub that's not been washed since 1972, stuffed in the hostess stand, right, that's got dust and grime and who knows whatever, since it's been out of the box from Amazon 10 years ago when they opened, and onto your table. That's been washed down with a rag that's been cleaned the day before with some sanitizer that hasn't been checked for the dilution rate. I say all that to say, don't worry about the outside of the line. <laughs> and I'm done. Okay. 
I've never been more more confident in limes in my entire life. Hey, you right. know what? I'm throwing limes right in my beer from that's now right, on. Man. That's, that's right. right. That's the best rant we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> oh, if that if if a part of that does not appear in the opening oh, of our next gosh. podcast, it's we've done it wrong. So Tune in next week for DH's views on paper straws. <laughs> Dude, I might I might just call you and get you on the podcast for your view on paper straws. <laughs> Uh, and and Nathan, to your point, that's why he does what he does. Yeah, right? no, exactly. And I, listen, you can edit this out if you want. I just know this is on my paper, so I'm going to yeah. say it. Um, names. So this collab is called Folklore Latte Porter. Yep. Mm-hmm. So names, which is an awesome name. Yes. Names that didn't make the cut. Oh yeah. For you Led Zeppelin fans out there, whole latte love. <laughs> okay. I love it. Strong. For you AC DC fans out there, whole latte rosy. <laughs> And Not for you, um, you know, joke rap songs of the '90s, Sir Mix a Latte. <laughs> that's got that's got legs. All of it. That's it. That's all. That's all. All the ones. Sir Mix a Latte was my favorite. I literally started <laughs> typing up. I remember when those came through. I started typing up. If we don't name it Sir Mix a Latte, we're doing it wrong. Just like the joke I just made. And literally, as I did that, like four emails came in, like while I'm typing it, that was like, love folklore. We should do folklore. Folklore's good. And I was like, well, damn it. Yeah. I lost. Four of the 179 on the chain. Yeah. That did happen. We had options. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, we're we're going to publish that. Uh, and when I say publish it, if you're listening and you're interested, I'll just forward it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. What's next with us, Sonder and Country Boy? I feel like we got to do volume two sometime. Oh, there's right? going to be a return collab. Yeah, there has to be. Because because of pandemic, I haven't got to see your all stuff yet. Yeah, yeah. and I want to see your stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So absolutely. we'll work on that. And there may or may not be, like I said, I've got some ideas. There may or may not be like a team versus team thing on like a uh, a competition. We uh, just got to get our team back up there to do a, just one more into just, like eight o'clock, one right? More like, just like o'clock. you guys yeah, did. Right. Us. One more, yeah. That's we're right. we're down for that. We're down for anything you guys want to do with the teams yeah. together, like. You haven't seen, again, listener, you haven't seen the last of Country Boy and Saunders. Hell yeah. I love that. Um, all right, let's hit our last segment. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Tonight I'm wondering. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band in some college town bar where it's not All right, so I know you guys, uh, you guys have listened to some podcasts, so you know what's coming, but uh, I'll just cue you up here. Uh, Danny and I can go first if you guys need some time, but uh, we love music as much as we do beer, um, which is why I was voting for Sir Mix a Latte, by the way. Elite name. Um, elite name. <laughs> elite name. Maybe that's volume two. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, what we do is we tie into all of our podcast uh, music with, with the beer. So um, we give everybody an opportunity every episode to just give us a song that they have on repeat uh, with the hope that maybe it just introduces a new song to somebody who's listening that they maybe didn't know. Uh, P&P, you're going to kick us off. Uh, so uh, I feel like a lot of my music is from like 2000s, like punk. Uh, but this is a new age song that I really like. It's called Death Wish by Stan Atlantic. It's a good song. Okay. If you like, uh, you know, some of the OGs, like All Time Low, Yellow Card, stuff like that, it's a good song. Okay. Uh, so you also, so uh, you can give us a song. If you don't have one right now you have on repeat, just give us one of your all-time favorite songs. 
Why don't you go first, DH? Well, I'll tell you what I was listening to this morning at Planet Fitness <laughs> when I was out there getting it on the treadmill. Uh, this is I love being the embodiment of contradiction, okay. right? Uh, but from middle school days, you know, all the way still to now, because they're still going, I love Goldfinger. Okay. Right? California, sky punk, blah, blah, you know, old school stuff. And so as I was on the treadmill this morning, the best of uh, Goldfinger came on and still counting the days. I don't know if you all know that one. Yeah, I, I know school. Goldfinger. I had I Mabel had. was the big hit that came yeah. out like when I'm probably seventh grade. Yeah. But like they've had so much stuff since then. And Goldfinger is like the, they have a song called Happy, which is like my number one. Like if I obviously, you know, I'm going to say my number one favorite song is called Happy. But it's just a killer song. But this morning, Count the Days was on. And it's just one of those like, I'm sure everyone that's around me on the treadmill is like, what is this idiot doing? Because I talk with my hands, and I guess I listen with my hands, too. So I'm, like, treadmilling and, like, pointing my finger at the sky. Hell yeah. If you want some feel-good music, or if your girlfriend just broke up with you, either one, hit up Goldfinger. <laughs> okay. Um, Metalcore band Zayo, you know, listen to him in high school. They're still around. Just dropped a new album, Crimson, Crimson Corridor. Okay. Nice. Great. Best metal album of the year so far. We'll see what else yours got in store. Anyway, there's a song on there called Ship of Thesis. Okay. And you know about the ship of Thesis if you watch WandaVision, and like that's how the whole series resolves, right? But ever since I've been listening to that Spoiler song. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Dry, sorry. You should have watched lag, it by now. <laughs> they, they've had the Winter Soldier and Falcon out since then. Come on. You've seen it. And by the time this airs, anyway. Like, Hot whatever. take. It was Lo- terrible. Yeah, Loki, Loki will be on by then. Whatever. Oh, I'm looking forward to Loki. Yeah, so. Either way. Nerds. <laughs> they put out a Ship of Thesis song. That happened. Got me thinking about Ship of Thesis. I'm walking around Lexington Brewery. Our brew system there is basically the damn Ship of Thesis. We got pump carts in the back there, the Ship of Thesis. My teeth, with, yeah, my teeth with all my fillings are, are getting to the point of being Ship of Thesis. <laughs> Everything is Ship of Thesis in my mind right now. I can't get it out of my head. Ship of Thesis. Look it up. You'll understand what I'm talking about. All right. That's awesome. Um. So mine, uh, I, I'm on a little bit. I, I kind of like ebb and flow mm-hmm. with, this, with the seasons. Um, I guess this would be considered country music, uh, but it's kind of got like a, um, it's a super slow, like almost like a uh, like blues, folky kind of sound. Uh, it's a guy named Nate Smith. Uh, it's a song called Under My Skin. Um, super slow, low key, um, kind of a love song, but I'm into it right now. Love it. Nice. Um, all right. I uh, I need a beer so because it's uh, impossible to cheers oh. with an empty with an empty glass. One, Bad two, luck. Three, four. <laughs> gonna give me a little bevetcher here. Oh, I feel better already. Cheers, guys. Uh, this thanks for awesome. Thank thanks, you guys. Uh, thanks man. for everything. This you all you all a true blessing to us, man. It's awesome. Yeah, same yeah. here. Cheers, guys. Like you said, not the not the last of Sounder Brewing and Country Boy. That's right. Locked up in my head.